Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Anne Filippi, founder of The New Health Club. If you want to know about psychedelics as new mental health tools, you came to the right place. I talk to innovators, thought leaders and disruptors, creating the future of mental health and mental wellness. And we think that the future is already here. Hi, and welcome to a new episode of the New Health Club show. Today, I talk to a real legend in the psychedelic field. And this legend is called Dr. Stanislav Grof or Stan Groff, as some of his friends call him. You might have heard his most famous quote about LSD. Groff says, LSD is a catalyst or amplifier of mental processes. If properly used, it could become something like the microscope or telescope of psychiatry. Stanislav Groff is a psychiatrist with over 60 years of experience in research of non-ordinary states of consciousness and one of the founders and chief theoreticians of transpersonal psychology. He was born in Prague in 1931, where he also received his scientific training, an MD degree from the Charles University's School of Medicine and a PhD degree from Czechoslovakian Academy of Sciences. He was also granted honorary PhD degrees from the University of Vermont in Burlington, and the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology in Palo Alto, California, and the World Buddhist University in Bangkok. Dr. Groff's early research in the clinical use of psychedelic substances was conducted at the Psychiatric Research Institute in Prague, where he was principal investigator of a program that systematically explored the heuristic and therapeutic potential of LSD and other psychedelic substances. So Dr. Groff was one of the first doctors using LSD in psychiatry. In 1969, Dr. Groff became assistant professor of psychiatry at the Johns Hopkins University. In 1973, he was invited as scholar in residence to the Esalen Institute in Big Sur, California, where he developed with his late wife, Christina Groff, holotropic breathwork an innovative form of experiential psychotherapy and psychotherapy that is being used worldwide. Dr. Groff is the founder of the International Transpersonal Association, ITA, and for several decades served as its president. Currently, Dr. Groff is professor of psychology at the California Institute of Integral Studies, CIIS, in the Department of Philosophy, Cosmology, and Consciousness in San Francisco. In May 2020, Stan and Brigitte Groff, who got married in 2016, launched a new training in working with holotropic states of consciousness, the so-called Groff Legacy Training. 
So this is what our conversation will be about, about Stan's career, about his incredible contribution to the psychedelic studies and science. This conversation took place with Stan and Brigitte Groff in the first place because they collaborate and conduct seminars and training courses in holotropic breathwork and in transpersonal psychology worldwide. But also because Stan had suffered a stroke a few years ago and just feels more comfortable with Brigitte next to him. So to me, this conversation was a really big honor. And Stan and Brigitte give rare insight in the early days and the future of psychedelics. So please enjoy this very, very special conversation. Today, the new Health Club show is like a very special episode because we have Stan or Stanislav Groff on the show. And I mean, this is like having one of the... I mean, one could say it, it, you're one of the most important people in psychedelics right from the beginning. And I think you would, one could say you belong to the first wave. And I'm just going to read for people who never heard of you, um, just a very precise introduction, because it's, I think it's always good to have that, that people really get what your achievement already is. So... You are known as, I mean, Stanislav Grof or Stan Grof, um, a psychiatrist um, who has been living in the States from 1960. You're one of the principal developers of transpersonal psychology and research into the use of non-ordinary states of consciousness for purposes of exploring, healing and obtaining growth and insights into the human psyche. This is the very official explanation one would find of you. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> But first of all, I mean, um, the very short version would be you were one of the first doctors, who psychiatrists who ever, ever experienced a psychedelic treatment in, in the context of psychiatry, which is, if we look at it today, like, um, I don't know, it's like inventing a Tesla, maybe. I don't know, to me. So um, the car, the Tesla car, like as if you would invent a new car. So you invented or you were one of the researchers for a very new treatment for psychiatry. So and um, thankfully, um, you come back now into this new psychedelic world, which we're going to talk about later and hopefully um, have as much possibilities as possible to contribute to the current psychedelic renaissance. And, of course, as we're not alone here today with you, we're joined by your amazing wife, Brigitte, who you collaborate with and who is also here to support you since you experienced a stroke a couple of years ago. So because you wanted me to just to, to say this in the conversation that people will get the right impression. And maybe you can introduce Brigitte for our listeners and our fans of the show. Uh, Brigitte is my wife. We uh, will be soon uh, five years uh, married. But, hmm? Married for five years. Married, married five years. Mm -hmm. um, but we have known each other over 30 years. 35 years. 35 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Since that time, she was, she was always working with holotropic uh, mm -hmm. breathwork. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Should I say one of the with the one of the one of the early people? Mm -hmm. uh, she was doing it at Esalen at the time before we even doing uh, training. 
So okay. I had a stroke two years ago and it hit on my speech center. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not on. Uh, I was not paralyzed. Uh, I think I don't think it. <laughs> Uh, damage my no uh, no no <laughs> your brain is fu- wonderful brain is okay. your mind is great <laughs> uh, but uh, I feel comfortable if she's here if, if maybe uh, we'll need to, you know with some some words uh, that she, she has known is sure. everything so it can help yeah perfect I mean uh we we also really need your uh, you guys knowledge for the next years in this industry um since it's very unique and uh, but before we get into your two books I, i would really like to know now that you're in the middle of this let's say especially in 2020 of this let's say yeah renaissance or even like maybe third wave as we know from michael pollan Uh, of the return of psychedelics in a very different, even more sustainable way because there are so many studies happening around us. So how how is this for you as an experience when you suddenly see this interest coming back and even very concrete people approaching you, asking you to work with them. So how does it make you feel as a as somebody who's really very much involved in the first wave? Well, I think, first of all, it's fantastic that it's happening, you know, after 40 years when basically nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. And quite a few of the people uh, who were part of the, part of the uh, times in the, in the 60s and so many of them are not uh, alive anymore you know mm-hmm, exactly yeah and uh, what is happening here is a, is a new uh, generation and they didn't have a, uh, the chance to be to be supported by by the previous uh, people who were the pioneers mm-hmm. and so i'm you know very very happy that they've done t- together this uh, psychonaut You know, that uh, people who are now starting, uh, you know, would, would be uh, available to have to have uh, what we have created uh, before. Mm-hmm. All your information that you found in the research yeah. of 60 years, yeah, it's in mm-hmm. there. Well, I'm first of all very excited that it's even happening. I didn't, I didn't think that it was happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, When, uh, well, for the last time, I talked with uh, Albert Hoffman, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talk, of course, about psychedelics and the futures. And uh, mm-hmm. he had this uh, idea uh, that there's a possibility that uh, the two substances, uh, uh, LSD and uh, psilocybin that he, that he discovered, uh, maybe would in the future, you know, would be integrated uh, with uh, actually societies mm-hmm. um, very much uh, we had this idea about uh, what was happening in uh, in uh, ancient Greece Greece, Greece Eloises in Eloises Eloises in mastery and so on mm-hmm. where for uh, almost uh, 2000 years people were doing every five years that they had doing uh, uh, which was called Kiteon which was Kiteon which was the um, uh, Sacrament that was that was done in these mysteries, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Albert Hoffman and a couple other people, Gordon Watson and uh, uh, Karl Ruck, they um, were trying to find out what this Keteon was. And uh, they co- came to the conclusion that this was a um, substance which was uh, made of uh, ergot, very similar to, to LSD. So that basically for almost 2,000 years, mm-hmm. generations you know, were, were doing this in, in Crete and in Italy and, and uh, minor, minor uh, Asia, you know. And he, he believed that uh, it was somehow uh, because uh, they had the uh, available to, to psychedelics that uh, they had some amazing uh, philosophy. They had they had uh, sculptures. They had uh, you know uh, tragedies and so on. An amazing culture. And so he believed that uh, this would be something like a future elosis, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And of course, of course, at that time, you know, uh, it was like a fantasy that something like this would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah and of then course. What I mean, now it's amazing, amazing uh, uh, renaissance that's that's now happening. Uh, you know, this is this is possible that something like this would happen, and that we at least be moving in that direction. It really came as at the, a surprise. At the beginning, at the beginning, people, you know, will have. Uh, possible to have uh, therapy you know mm-hmm. but hopefully sooner or later we will be able to to do um, uh, working uh, LSD and, and psilocybin for for uh, creativity mm-hmm. we already I mean this is already happening also like yeah friends uh, two of the people at least who, who uh, believe that uh, that LSD uh, had influence on uh, the discoveries that that uh, he got uh, for a Nobel Prize was uh, for the discovery of DNA. You know, was uh, Francis Francis Crick, mm-hmm. Francis Crick, and the mm-hmm. other one was um, well, uh, you oh, know, no, Stephen Jobs. Stephen Jobs was of course one that believed that you know this. Well, it's a this but, and and all the other people who maybe were not named, but but they were very important uh, influence in, in development of of uh, the digit- digital digital yeah. world digital world. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like Elon Musk, for example, mm-hmm. too. He, he talks about it in in a couple of podcasts. But I mean, I I would really like to come back to the moment when you, I mean, you were an, a psychiatrist in a very established hospital and it was early stages, one could say, of, of psychiatry in, in, in general. So can you tell us a little bit how you got in touch with LSD and how you even heard about it and then also how you were able to bring it to patients also? The story is even even more interesting because actually Stan wasn't even pl- planning to be a psychiatrist. He was wanted to be in animated movies, like his, oh. his hero was Walt Disney, because <laughs> wow. he is a, a very good artist. He's drawing okay. uh, wonderfully. So mm-hmm. you want to share that, Sita? Mm. Yeah. Well, I was. Uh, you know, I like to I like to paint and and. Uh, 
role. And uh, I was very much in, in into uh, Walt Disney, you mm -hmm. know, as a, as a kid. And, uh, and I, I wanted to go and become uh, animated. Movie for the movies. drawing, mm -hmm. for the animated movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, just before, uh, before that happened, a friend of mine came and was brought a, a, a book. You know, I was very, very excited about it. Uh, and I said, what's happening? Uh, what are you doing? He says, this is an incredible book. You know, you are reading it. You'll never be the same. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, this uh, uh, psychiatrist, you know, Freud. 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 And <laughs> and uh, so uh, he left it. I, I left the book uh, for him, and uh, I started doing it in the evening. And I, I, you were reading it. Reading it, and I couldn't. Uh, you know, I just uh, I couldn't stop. And I went through, uh, you know, this book, and uh, then within a few um, weeks, I decided to yeah become a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. uh, so in in uh, uh, university, you know, I was I was uh, when I was um, in the fourth year, I already started going to a psychiatric clinic, mm -hmm. and this was a situation when uh, we got uh, the microcephal get uh, um, LSD from from Sanders. Okay, and uh, you know they started using it, and he himself uh, was very interested. But uh, you know this is a long uh, session, you know six mm -hmm. hours or so, so mm -hmm. he couldn't do it. Of course, uh, it was busy, and so uh, there were a couple of other uh, psychiatrists, uh, uh, students, psychiatry, who um, uh, were like a uh, chauffeur, you know. Gopher. Gopher. Gopher for, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, were we were sitting, we were sitting uh, for these, uh, for these sessions. Mm -hmm. So there were, uh, at that time, there were psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, there were uh, painters who were coming. And so I was sitting there uh, already um, really two years before I, before I got uh, um, medicine. And um, uh, what's interesting was that uh, we were themselves not allowed to do it, uh, unlike mm -hmm. what happened in, in um, Harvard, you know, mm -hmm. where students were doing it. Uh, we had to wait. I had to wait uh, and uh, sitting with, with uh, these people. And I had my um, good uh, weights with um, Wetted, it wetted your appetite. Wet, wet, yeah, wetting yeah. my appetite. The experience. So as, as okay. soon as I was, uh, <laughs> as I was graduated, you mm -hmm. know, I just became my own um, LSD sessions. Mm -hmm. But then, uh, is it was, when, uh, you, maybe good to mention that psychiatry then was quite a medieval, cruel yeah. situation. That's true, yeah. yeah. It was like electroshocks. And you know, we were, this was the time when there was uh, just barely beginning of, of uh, tranquilizers and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, 
um, antidepressants and so on. So we were mostly insulin, uh, we were uh, uh, electros, electros, uh, shock, shock mm. cardiazole, and uh, also um, lob uh, lobotomy. Lob lobotomy, you know, at that time. So it's wow. really very <laughs> cruel. And uh, so when uh, LSD came, which was very elegant, you know, as compared to <laughs> the relevant. Yeah, yeah. Elegant is a nice word and, for that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Different. Yeah. And so, of course, I, I wanted to uh, have my own experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my guy was a preceptor. He was a docent, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was very interested in EEG. And at the time when we were doing it, he was also interested in what's called driving the brain waves, mm -hmm. which means uh, exposing people into stroboscopic light, light very, very powerful, and um, okay. uh, changing the, the frequencies and uh, see if somehow what's happening in, in uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, suboccipital uh, area Uh, when uh, somehow uh, uh, the stroboscope will influence the movements of, of uh, these waves, mm -hmm. so they call it uh, they call it um, driving the brain waves, mm -hmm. and so uh, everybody who wanted to have session, we had to also do before, during, and after this powerful stroboscope. Stroboscope. Uh, so I had that combination, you know, which was unbelievably powerful, powerful experience. Uh, mm -hmm. It was already accepting the, the first couple hours. Very, very interesting. Uh, I said, went very far where I was in, uh, in Freud, Freud, everywhere. Freud. You were Freud. In, in psychoanalysis training at that time, you know. yeah? So. And then also the amazing, amazing, uh, Uh, of course, uh, images, the cardioscope, the uh, well, it, beautiful, beautiful images that I believe they are fractals now. At the time, I thought that somehow the substance uh, is uh, influenced the um, uh, retina, you know, the, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that you see these, these beautiful images that were happening, which was like uh, somehow from uh, cathedrals or, or from... Uh, Um, um, in the, if I, mosques, in, or mosque, yeah, mosque, and so on. Beautiful Arabian, images. Uh, mm -hmm. Today, I think we have uh, fractals, fractals, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was amazing already. Uh, but then, then came this uh, this stroboscope, and uh, just uh, you know, as I saw this lit uh, coming, the, the light seemed. Uh, like I've never seen uh, before, you know, like what, what they talk about, um, uh, mystics uh, talking about millions of uh, suns, you know, that um, so exploded. I had the, I had the lost uh, connection with the, the, uh, the clinic, Institute. the clinic with Prague, with, with uh, Planet, you know, and, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yourself. <laughs> and then I had the feeling that uh, I didn't, wasn't to exist anymore. But I had the feeling that I became everything there was. Nothing and everything. And then coming down, uh, you know, I had experiences uh, like in in the uh, astronomic universe, or, or actually I was the universe then, and things were happening that at the time I didn't uh, didn't really understand. Yeah. 
this was long before the uh, uh, Big Bang, you know, so this came later and uh, and um, uh, these uh, black holes and, and white holes and wormholes and so on. Mm-hmm. So this was happening was somewhere in in that category, you know. And uh, then uh, uh, this was happening. Uh, this assistant was was um, taking like from uh, two sarcs and then going all the way to six, and then they stayed in the um, stayed in the uh, a uh, i alpha a alpha. In the frequency uh, of the, the of frequencies, the yeah, going through through the frequencies mm-hmm. through the okay. all the way to data, you know, mm-hmm. data mm-hmm. from that, and uh, then she turned it off, and you know, then of course uh, um, my <laughs> universe started shrinking again. Uh, you know, I found a, <laughs> I found a planet, I found a, the planet, uh, the planet, <laughs> uh, and then I have a big problem because. Uh, uh, my consciousness was kind of floating around my body, and I couldn't get it. I could uh, coordinate it together, mm-hmm. and that point I understood that uh, what they taught me in uh, university uh, nonsense. You know that uh, that um, consciousness is created by the by uh, the brain mm-hmm. by the material, mm-hmm. and. Uh, then after uh, after some time, I managed to get together and was in a really wonderful, wonderful uh, state afterwards. And uh, I decided, you know, that uh, this is why I'm become a psychiatrist. That this is the greatest thing that I can do is doing in these non-ordinary states of consciousness. Okay, and I mean, when you when you let's say underwent a therapy with uh, people that you were treating at that time. So because you said earlier that it's like, as we know, there were only very cruel treatments that are still existing, if if we're honest, um, in psychiatry. But so did you talk to 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 the per, to the patients or the people you treated about their trauma that they might have experienced? Was there like a therapy before? where you really researched what they maybe went through or what happened to them? Because I can also imagine there were some people who didn't have like a, like from looking from the surface, a very traumatic experience, but they still ended up in, in psychiatry. Do you mean yeah, the, the people in the LSD therapy or you mean yeah. in the I mean, like No, so I did in, in the LSD therapy, like, LSD like people therapy. that, 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 that Stan actually, um, let's say, mm-hmm. offered them, would you like to try LSD therapy? But so what, what's interesting yeah. to me is what kind of knowledge, you know what I mean, like what, 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 you, what you talked to them before, maybe. Well, what happened initially, you see, was uh, that... Um, uh, we all thought that this was somehow the the secretive was in the, in uh, these substances, you know, was mm-hmm. uh, uh, pharm- uh, pharmacology. Pharm- pharmacology, you know. Mm-hmm. So initially, I was started in uh, in uh, pharmacology, and uh, as we were changing these uh, these uh, sessions. Uh, uh, 
I thought that the amazing thing was that uh, there was incredible inter and intra-individual variability that, uh, you know, people uh, were coming in the, in the same set and setting. Uh, they mm-hmm. were uh, doing the same substances, the same, the same uh, dose, and each of them has something, something different. Um, and uh, then also when it was, when the individually we were, we were uh, um, doing the sessions again with the same substance, uh, let's say two weeks ago, it would be completely different. Ah, okay. And so at mm-hmm. that point I realized this was not, this is not pharmacology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized so what we are doing, this is like, uh, that I'm pointing as a, this is like a microscope or like a like a, a, a telescope, you know. So if we if we really can can work with uh, with uh, these substances, uh, it can just completely change uh, change uh, psychiatry. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I was not interested at all in uh, pharmacology, and and I am not. Since that time, I'm not interested in. I know that this is about psyche. Mm-hmm. Okay. So immediately, I went from psychopharmacology and I went to clinics. Basically, almost like returning back to Freud. You know, we mm-hmm. started working, mm-hmm. working only. It was in a very, very new, powerful uh, substance. You know that. Uh, my mind much deeper, much much faster than uh, you ever can with with uh, psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. So that that you were asking about the question. So so then we were knowing this is this is a substance that is absolutely new. This has never been created anywhere, you know. Yeah. And so. Uh, um, we wanted to use at the first we used with people who um, did not really have uh, respond to previous uh, substances. We already had some uh, these tranquilizers and so on, uh, and some antidepressants and so on. And if if it didn't work, then we basically started working with uh, LSD and psilocybin there, mm-hmm. basically to have uh, the, the right, you know. We didn't know what what would happen, uh, although we were doing it ourselves. We were taking chances, but uh, you never know if we have a new substance. You know what's going to happen. What what kind of side effects sure. are going to sure. be? So well, you know. I, so I said I said to Stan, you know, when traveling these these inner worlds, I mean, this can be very wild and challenging. You can have the feeling you are dying, you go crazy, and so on. And now we have the map, and we know from, from his books and so on we are informed you know and so how I said how could you take the courage to do this you know I mean that not knowing what's going to happen and then what did you what was your answer that might be curiosity I guess yeah. <laughs> it's just unbelievable you know the most incredible adventure that you can imagine I mean after the after each session you know we didn't know what was happening to us or to our uh, to our patients, amazing, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting. I didn't know this about you with the that you wanted to let's say get into the Disney um, 
world because <laughs> because I had that experience, but also other people who did psilocybin that I, I and until today, I mean, which is a year ago, I know, I remember when psilocybin at synthesis, when it kicked in, I feel like I saw 5,000 Disney characters at once. And it was really recognizable Disney characters mm -hmm. like Peter Pan, uh -huh. um, uh, Tinkerbell, some uh -huh. variations of Mickey Mouse. And mm -hmm. other people saw that too. They were like, yeah, I saw um, uh, the, the uh -huh. like little Ice Age, uh, like from, from mm -hmm. a Pixar movies. So why do you think that is that we, I mean, it's like a super interesting connection. So Disney should move to a psychedelic movie department probably after this conversation. So I, It happened to me lately too. I got into the Disney world. Once in a while, yeah. yeah. It was like a... Um, you know, these, when they have these, these, it's almost like this pastel color, but they have these castles and so on. Uh, you know, yeah, like yeah. It's a typical Disney style and also some characters. Yeah. So that's so interesting that we, that we see them in like an entertainment world and, but it comes back in our subconsciousness as well, why do you a meaning. Why that happens that Disney yeah. comes in the psychedelics, sweetheart? You know, that happens sometimes, but uh, there are all kinds of other things, of course, from sure. the beginning. Uh, no, no, yeah. Well, we know from the third matrix that there can be... Sometimes it goes, you know, be, um, because people start feeling that it's very serious and so on. There's almost like a tendency to to create yeah. something that yeah. you know, you know, from, from the movie. And, of course, it's true. what happens, then you have true. something very different from uh, uh, from what you get uh, in... in uh, Disney, you know, for example, when I, you know, of course, the, then it started going to birth experiences and so on, and it became uh, experience when it seems like death and uh, mm -hmm. uh, rebirth, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. very, very different uh, than, than uh, silly symphonies, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I feel sometimes it helps you. Um, it's almost like you, I mean, you kind of, It, it seems sometimes a translation for yourself if you experience the trip to go back to a child perspective also in a weird way. So if you see yourself as a as a comic, which as again, like a lot of people had that experience. But I mean, let's talk about um because this is all basically all your amazing knowledge is um just very I mean there's more knowledge you have but there are these two books that you are two volumes that you will bring out now in the world also in different languages the way of the psychonaut and um again to make it a really short description is that these books are basically um the base of psychedelic therapy one could say like what is happening while somebody is under like a patient or like a Yeah, sometimes patients, sometimes people who want to have an experience. What are they actually experiencing? And also what is important um, for the therapist who is, or the psychiatrist who is providing um, the network and the safe set and setting. So what would you say are the, for you, the basic message of these two books and why are they important right now? Well, one thing was, you know, that's, um, Uh, I was already in my 80s and so on, where people usually look behind and see what they, what they did and put it together. 
so what is there is really a compendium of uh, something that I have done in, uh, for more than 60, 60 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other one, uh, it's... Um, um, it's also uh, the 7th anniversary of the discovery of LSD for, for Albert Hoffman. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a celebration of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened uh, was, was really important was um, that I was asked at that point to uh, create some... Uh, uh, some videos, you know, teleseminar, a teleseminar, a teleseminar, uh, shift network from from uh, Steve uh, Dynan, and um, uh, he wanted to to be uh, was seven uh, weeks, uh, you know, each each uh, Tuesday was uh, uh, something, and it was about uh, uh, transfer psychology. Mm-hmm. Psychology of the future. Psychology right? of the future. The first course. Psychology of the future. And, uh, and they're very good people. You know, they, they came and it was like uh, over uh, 600, uh, 600 uh, people on it and they wanted wow. to do more, uh, but not mm-hmm. just another seven or eight. They wanted now 24. On top, on top of the eight, you know, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, that was, uh, you know, very, very uh, challenge. So I had to bring sort of um, everything that I could imagine that I that I remembered uh, in relation to psychedelics, mm-hmm. and then uh, Brigitte was watching it, and she said. Why you know this is this is uh, amazing. Uh, this is really like an encyclopedia. Why mm-hmm. don't you publish and, this as uh, an encyclopedia? So basically, what it is now, I think it's. I believe it's everything that I know that people know when they do psychedelics. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both both themselves experiencing it or or uh, setting setting for people. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also it's a I mean I think it's also like a manual for work with holotropic states of consciousness, which psychedelics mm-hmm. uh, of course is yet. the main thing. But but we it, didn't say that uh, yeah. you know I have a uh, name which I created, which is called holotropic states of consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, which are the non-ordinary states of consciousness that have uh, um, healing potential or therapeutic potential. They have uh, heuristic, you know, H-E-U-R. When, when, when you work with these states, uh, you get basic uh, discoveries. Information. You, know, about mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. information. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, also, I believe that they are uh, avalanche, uh, evolutionary. evolutionary, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, this, so there's a lot of things that I have never done before. Uh, the, for example, talking about uh, about um, archetypes that they are see that this is now most important thing uh, to understand uh, archetypes if you if you want to work with psychedelics. You mean archetypes of of people or, or the psyche of of a patient or what, what kind of archetypes 
do you mean? Uh, archetype is, you know, something that came from from uh, Greece again. Uh, mm-hmm. Plato, Aristotle, you know, those uh, created the arch- uh, archetypes. Yeah. And uh, then Jung brought it into psychology, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. So um, initially, you know, when we uh, had no uh, no idea that this is a this is a key somehow for for these experiences in, in uh, yeah this is uh, principle you know of, of uh, cosmic uh, principles 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 mm-hmm. uh, so one is one is really important in in uh, uh, a psychonaut is uh, uh, created a new kind of uh, psycho and psychology you know mm-hmm you cannot work with uh, with um, LSD or with psilocybin using uh, uh, the kind of uh, psychology or psychiatry that we have now. Mm. Yeah. You know, because many of the things that are really important for uh, our, our uh, healing, you know, they would be, those kinds of experiences would be seen um by uh, traditional psychiatrists to be psychotic experiences, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the experiences, you know, that uh, that are important with with uh, LSD or psilocybin mm-hmm. uh, would be would be seen when they if they happen yes. in everyday life would be would be seen as psychotic people would get tranquilized yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that. So mm-hmm. we had to just change these. Uh, Concept. So there are a number of these uh, uh, kind of uh, experiences that uh, are now seen as as part of uh, of spiritual world. You know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that people people find in in ritual and spiritual. uh, It's like. uh, in rites of passage, for example, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. what what was experiencing in these uh, in these mysteries and so on, those are all uh, normal experiences mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for those kinds of contexts. Right. Mm-hmm. But in today's when it happens, you know, people think because we don't have the uh, properly understand mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the psychology or, or psychiatry, then would be mm-hmm. seen as as uh, mm-hmm. psychosis, you yes. know. So that's what you are describing in the books is the whole the big map of the psyche, including perinatal yeah, levels this, and personal uh, level, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and the archetype, even the archetypal levels. So for example, one one of them is uh, shaman- shamanic experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, that uh, we see in a lot of the people who came from uh, from our uh, uh, countries and. Uh, uh, they don't have any any knowledge about about shamanism, and they start having shamanic experiences. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one is uh, called Kundalini, which is the uh, something that you find in uh, in India, spontaneous mm-hmm. experiences uh, that that can happen in today to uh, Western people. You know, in in uh, again in LSD or, or uh, psilocybin and so on, all today also spontaneously. Or in the breath work as well. 
the holotropic breath. Holotropic breath work. We see it all the time. We yeah. see, we see shamanic experiences. We see these uh, experiences of um, of uh, Kundalini energy, uh, energy yeah. experiences. Um, well. Other people, you know, start having uh, uh, past life experiences. Mm. That again, psychiatrists would, would frequently uh, see it as psychosis rather than a normal spiritual kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Quite, a, you know, there's a quite quite a few of them. Even people, people, some people having the experiences from from other other universes and so on. Mm-hmm. UFO experiences and so on. So, <laughs> so those are not psychosis. Those are coming from from. Uh, um, uh, what Jung, Jung was talking about, the um, a different kind of uh, consciousness, collect, collective, collective unconscious, unconscious is coming from. So okay. we just we just need okay. to have a new kind of uh, cartography for mm-hmm. for psychology mm-hmm. and psychiatry. You know, uh, I need to read more. So Jung, we have definitely. to we have to <laughs> we have to have a way of uh, of. Uh, how to work with these people mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. can actually uh, have very positive ex- experiences mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. The good news was that uh, in, for this long, first of all, I'm so happy that these, uh, these uh, teleseminars are recorded before Stan Stroke because now all his knowledge is conserved by him speaking and showing pictures and everything. So these are just treasures in the shift network. Mm-hmm. can can be watched there um, and uh, we also use them for our training mm-hmm. so um, and uh, the, the other interesting thing was signing up for 24 24 seminars half a year it was a tall order and we were we were you know think oh, what else what else can you say you know and so Stan has to leave his comfort zone and he had to dig in all his knowledge and so this is why the, the encyclopedia of the psychonaut includes many things that he has not published before. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, uh, you know, like higher creativity, like, uh, like uh, the, the, the archetypes and uh, the history of psychonautics and so on. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's why it's really a, a broad, a broad, um, it's very, it's very, it's very broad and it's very, very good. And so, and the other thing is that, so the, the conceptual openness of the therapist is one thing, but it's also these processes are so intense. So it's really important that the, the therapists have to be trained, not only intellectually, but they have to really experience these states by themselves so mm-hmm. they feel comfortable with it. I mean, you know, you need to you need to know these places that can happen and how to navigate through them to be with people safely and uh, support them in a good way. And that's mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons we have created a new training this okay. year, the, the Graph Legacy Training, which will train people all over the world in uh, work with these holotropic states of consciousness and also will have a, where where it's needed a special offer special psychedelic sitter training where it's possible and where it's needed. it's not everywhere allowed and you know it's different sure. from country to country but i think this renaissance we think this renaissance needs will need a lot of qualified people yes, sitting yeah. for psychedelic sessions this is really important i mean this is 
this is not a cookie or you know a joke this is powerful powerful tools that need really good good expertise in working with them because what what we really don't want to experience is what happened in the 60s that it's you know gets basically gets fucked up and gets forbidden mm -hmm. again so that's very much our our mission uh, with our new training to mm -hmm. support that And would you say this is one of the most important, let's say, things that people who are entering the space now, whatever it is, that um, the therapist has to have had a psychedelic experience that is working with people? Because some people say it's not necessary, but I don't think this will work without having experienced psilocybin or like LSD. Or a, absolutely. A, yeah. Not one. Oh, A, many. Like many. 20. Many, many. Well, <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, well, in your say how it worked for you in the in, in your training. Well, when we were doing it in in Prague, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, people people both actually psychiatrists and or psychologists, um, they can have uh, at least five high dose sessions with uh, LSD or, or psilocybin. And then afterwards, they had to go work with three uh, 30 uh, patients mm -hmm. okay. under supervision. So you have to experience, you know, with, with mm -hmm. uh, 30, 30 patients uh, mm -hmm. after, after having five sessions themselves. And then if everything was okay, then they just uh, got their own substances. Okay. Wow. Now, what we had, what we had in... Um, Uh, Baltimore, this was a little strange mm -hmm. uh, because we were able to have uh, our self sessions. Actually, this was one of the uh, experiences that we were doing was uh, we could bring uh, psychiatrists, psychologists uh, or social workers and so on. And they could have up to three sessions just for training for And so we could we could do it ourselves. So we we all had to have sessions, uh, but we had um, uh, people who were who were basically um, um, doing testing before and afterwards. And so they told us that that none of them can have had ever had psychedelic experiences. Mm -hmm. Because they felt that once we once we had the experiences that um, that we are not uh, neutral, like, like neutral a virgin virgin uh, <laughs> no more the virgin terrain anymore. you know okay. so people people who were testing before and afterwards they were supposed to not to have ever muted their uh, muted their mind you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we felt that on the other hand if you if you do uh, Uh, as a as a therapist, uh, you know you you would have no idea if you have not the experiences themselves. Right. People But, usually say, you know, I've heard people people say psychiatrists, you know, they didn't want to do it, and they said, uh, well, you know, we do all kinds of others. If I don't have to, if I work with insulin, I, I don't have to take the insulin. You know, I'm a doctor. You know. I'm, ah, okay, okay. <laughs> So why, you know, why would not also take all the other substances? 
True. Yeah. But you know, what yeah. also is really important is, you know, it's not everywhere available to no, of course. Yeah. officially uh, legally work with this. But what is really amazing is um, if you uh, le learn to do the holotropic breathwork or growth breathwork, as we also call it, it's so it's so amazing what you're learning. I mean, first of all, very similar states are just happen in the breathwork and it's, you know, you get so comfortable with these states, seeing people, you know, on the mattress screaming, uh, dancing or have, having shaking or whatever, or, you know, mm -hmm. feel they're dying and reborn and so on. So it's a really fantastic training to, to, to do that, to learn that, to get comfortable with these states, experience them themselves, even non-pharmacologically, and uh, learn how to do the body work and, and music and so on and help the integration. So... That's that's really really great, you know. We really recommend, and it's it's so amazing how people can get so comfortable, you know. F for us, it's just normal that to see all this. But sometimes when people come fresh, they go, "Oh my goodness, you know, what's uh, happening?" Yeah. Oh, I remember the first one of our wonderful teachers actually was in my first in my group for the first time and he was so he was really scared what he saw there because that was all he learned in his training that this is this is dangerous a psychotic is crazy you know so mm -hmm. that was a, a big a relearning uh of course not every psychosis is a spiritual emergency i don't want to say that i mean there has to be very differentiated but uh, but again, if you're not used to these things, you can you can get scared and think this is this is weird. But once you know that this is really healing and uh, transforming and uh, liberating for the people, or you experience it yourself, then you get just a total natural natural relationship with it. You know, you even you even like it. I mean, this, I had some people. They said, "Oh, how do you stand all the screaming?" And I said, "Well, it's music in my ears because." When the suffering <laughs> okay. is inside, it's it's silent yeah. and it's very it's harder. Once the expression starts, it means it leaves. It's leaving the system, so it's uh, mm -hmm. it's the healing and the liberation. So mm -hmm. we can really learn that, you know. But, but can you talk a little bit about the spiritual emergency? What 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 is the definition, or how how would you describe it? Well, this was the this was the name, you know, that we that we mm -hmm. gave to these uh, experiences uh, that uh, uh, people we we saw as a as a crisis when when they have uh, a opening up uh, to spirituality, and it's just a very strong kind of a experience, and they mm -hmm. they might have uh, um, difficulties with that. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, this is why it's seen as uh, uh, the mental disease. Disease, you know, it's a it's a uh, psychosis. And so we found out that actually, if you can understand what it is, and if you if you work in it pro uh, properly, then actually they benefit from it enormously. Uh, much better than you could ever do, uh, you know, with tranquilizers and so on. Mm -hmm. So we had we had this whole uh, series. I think about ten of them. There would probably be more, which was the the Kundalini, which was the shamanic experiences. Mm -hmm. They were particularly very powerful ones, um, which was uh, uh, John Perry, uh, the uh, mm -hmm. psychiatrist. Uh, 
Jungian who work with these people, who we mostly get the psychosis for that, because they had the experience of uh, suddenly they are in in the middle of the of the universe, uh, everything is happening. You know, uh, there are. Uh, uh, dark uh, forces and light forces fighting with each other and so on. Uh, it's a very, very powerful type of experiences. And, uh, you know, he worked with these people. We had uh, two um, facilities uh, where people were going in uh, um, uh, one was called Diabasis uh, in, in San Francisco. The other one was Cresselit, which was then San Diego. And they would go there and he wouldn't them any tranquilizers. They would they stay just, there. They just were they allowed to, yeah. to experience it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then he sit down and he, he used the, the principles of, uh, of Jungian uh, psychology. And sort of integrate these experiences mm-hmm. with them, and uh, it was very, very, very interesting because when he wanted to have uh, people like uh, nurses and so on, people who were taking care of them, he wanted people who actually had a, a peace-like experiences themselves, mm-hmm. and they integrated okay. it. Mm-hmm. So they saw that as as a positive, you know, mm-hmm. that they know Transformation. they can. This is very similar to what we say, to work with uh, LSD, you have to have the experience yourself. So he said, when, when you want to work with uh, these people mm-hmm. who had the spiritual emergency, then uh, you ideally either had it yourself or you, you do with psychedelics, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is very similar, you know, mm-hmm. which is exactly the opposite, because if... if uh, uh, you work in, in regular uh, psychiatry, psychology, and people would have these kinds of experiences. This would be seen as a... Um, psychology. You know, it's, you know, it's a negative It's a negative thing. It's, you know, Rough, yeah, of those course. Those people sure. try to never mention that something like this would have happened mm. because if uh, this would, they would think they are not... Uh, not, not okay. Really, yeah. yeah, they're not... So it's oh, everything like, would be uh, shut down, kind of like yeah, I th- I suppressed think it's a, again. Could be understood like a spiritual emergency. If you normally you say, "All right, I want to experience something. I sign up for a workshop. I do a private session, or I do a psychedelic thing." Mm-hmm. So and this, but this would come spontaneously. You have not signed up for it, and it doesn't stop after the weekend or after couple mm-hmm. of hours it's just mm-hmm. a process that is spontaneous and that's going on and uh, the uh, the problem with this is often that we there are not enough places where a person could go and be taken care of so it could just go on and be supported until it's completed itself that mm-hmm. would be the ideal so this is uh, this is uh, there's not many places like that, that that are needed, you know, and and again, but not every, you know, every, it's not everything is a spiritual emergency. There's also things that are, you know, other 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 problems. So you know, I start giving you the series of this uh, spiritual emergency, and we sort of went to uh, John Perry, which was probably a very interesting one. I, I would just say for a couple more. Uh, past life experiences mm-hmm. people have and they could 
quite uh, problems uh, with it, you know. Uh, and again, seen seen as this is psychotic, not something that's accepted in in psychiatry. Yeah. Uh, another sure. one, you know, another one that happened, of course, a very difficult one is possession. Uh-huh. Kind of experiences. It's awesome. another one of those. Uh, also, um, uh, people who have uh, have um, the channeling. Channeling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Channeling. Oh wow! Yeah. Good. Okay. Sure. Channeling. Yeah. Very. Very, very again, psychic. Uh, in the of so there are some amazing uh, experiences of that. Uh, a lot of these uh, spiritual. Uh, Uh, books, you know, or, or systems, they were they were actually channeled like this. Mm-hmm. For example, from the Vedas, you know, uh, people certainly from from uh, Islam, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with Mormon and all those things are, are, uh, channeled. are channeled experiences. Mm-hmm. And we had mm-hmm. probably the most interesting one, which was the the Shukman, Shukman, yes, yeah. Course in, make, okay, so, yeah. Course in Miracles. Okay. Yeah. Course in Miracles. You know that? Okay. No, yeah. I don't. You don't. I don't. You don't know? No. No, I don't. Really, it has like in, in many, many uh, books translated all over the world, and a lot okay. of people, psychiatrists, psychologists now, now actually are using that. Uh, um, and then uh, Shackman, she was a, she was a. A psychologist in in uh, New York, you know. Oh, Columbia. she's in a movie, right? Yeah, she's in your movie. Yeah, also. and she started having these uh, voices, voices. And of course, if you're a psychologist, psychiatrist, and you start hearing voices, you know, yeah. that's a bad news. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and then, okay. and then okay. it, start, it, it started yeah. talking about Jesus and so on. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Then finally, she she decided to do it and started to writing it, and uh, mm-hmm. they actually uh, we were in Napo doing a, doing a training ourselves, and uh, they came uh, just to visit, uh, not for us but for the people uh, who were in the center, and uh, they brought the book. Just they finished it and so on. And then uh, we had we had uh, lunch, and she said, "You know, could could we uh, borrow your group? <laughs> They're sort of a little more open-ended, you know. <laughs> I would like to show them what they think about it." Mm-hmm. And so people people heard some of the things what 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 was happening, and they all accepted. And they said, "Well, by all means, go and translate it. It's a fantastic thing." Mm-hmm. Wow. So we had some some good influence, you know, on on mm-hmm. uh, when it was actually uh, published. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she she the reason why she was very uh, changed about it was that uh, uh, when she had these voices, you know, she started taking some some parts of uh, uh, Bible. I was saying that there were some main, main, uh, mistakes made because there were all kinds of translations, you know, from Aramaic and, and uh, mm-hmm. Greece and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were mistakes made in these uh, translations. And she was started to check it, and it was accurate. Mm-hmm. 
So whatever was wow. coming from crazy. Uh, oh, that you know, there's something to it. You know, this was this was correct. What what was the saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a whole new world that will be opening up, right? If if we start to get into these also very spiritual parts in terms of psychedelics again, not only about the, yeah, let's cure depression and then that's it, kind of like here's the medication and bye kind of. But I wanted to talk to you also about my new favorite topic, <laughs> DMT. Yeah, and we, uh, about my, my favorite favorite topic, uh, uh, DMT. DMT, which I don't know anything about yet. And uh, mm-hmm. But um, I think when we talked the last time, so I, I told you, <laughs> I told you that uh, like the Imperial College has just started uh, their first study on DMT. So, um, and you already mentioned the great book, uh, The Toad and the Jaguar by Ralph Metzner, right? Yes. And maybe, maybe you can talk a little bit about this substance that seems to come very much um, in the forefront and is... Like the next thing, it seems after psilocybin that is researched very. I would also very want to mention a book on DMT by Markus Berger from exactly. Nachtland Verlag in German. Yeah. Yep. Very wonderful. Yeah. Book. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Well, I will start. I will tell you about about Ralph. Yeah. Uh, you know what Ralph was doing at the time it was forty years or whatever when psychedelics could not be could not be done. You know. Mm-hmm. And he was traveled all, all over the world. He was going to Europe. He was coming in in America and so on. And he was drawing people who, uh, quite a few of them were sort of uh, underground people, and others others found some kind of uh, uh, loopholes, you know, for it that they were able to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they were there, and they just get the information from them and collected it. It's amazing, and. Um, so he uh, uh, wrote this this book on the on the toad and uh, jaguar because that's really the most interesting uh, of the substance. We did some some work way back, you know, like uh, in um, sixteen in nineteen uh, sixty uh, or at that time we were doing it in in uh, Prague. Mm-hmm. And wow. these tryptamines, they came from from uh, Hungary. Steve Zara uh, was there, and Bestermann was another another um, uh, Hungarian uh, psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And so they were the one who developed these uh, uh, substances. Uh, and so we were working with it. And uh, we actually didn't like the uh, uh, the DNT because this was uh, very short. We didn't feel mm-hmm. that it was really uh, good enough for for therapy. You know, it's mm-hmm. very short. Um, uh, but the one that was there, we didn't at the time work with the uh, five uh, methoxy. 5-methoxy-DMT, 5-MeO. But there was one which was uh, propanol. DP, uh, pro- pronol, pro- you know, this is the next one. 
we were working with it in in um, Dipro- Baltimore. Dipropyltryptamine. Dipropyltryptamine, the higher one, the higher mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And this is amazing because that's about four hours and immediately end it with a very short time and people just can go and, and function. Mm-hmm. It's not like with psychedelics you can go, uh, for example, with LSD, you can go quite quite a while before before you uh, can can work in everyday life. Yeah. So that was True. very, very easy to work with. Now, when uh, Ralph did it, uh, he had two of them, which uh, which he called the uh, uh, twin mm-hmm. Mayo, uh, Mayan, Mayan, Mayan twin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was which was added to it was the was the uh, five five methoxy, you know, five mm-hmm. mao. Those were the two, the combine mm-hmm. combined those two, mm-hmm. and he really uh, by far preferred the the uh, five. Uh, Metoxia, mm-hmm. because uh, this uh, little longer is very, very powerful, very deep one. Uh, you can do really good experiences, for example, the spiritual experiences you can have, uh, and even do some therapeutic work uh, within an hour, which is like a time uh, that would take for a, a an hour of psychoanalysis, you know, <laughs> it's a big difference. where you would, wouldn't even start uh, doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a big difference. Uh, so I believe that this is this is something that would be would be uh, future the future mm-hmm. of psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Well, the hour the hour would be the experience, and you need some preparation and some integration. So I think it's about mm-hmm. two hours is a is a time span that should be. Uh, faced and also mm-hmm. of course I mean the thing is that that like Stan says it really is over I mean you can get up and you don't have any hangover or so but it depending of course on the experience you should have the rest of the day off and not have to go back to your office <laughs> yeah and so you know have, ideally have a, a space where people can can rest and can paint mm-hmm. or draw or write or just just hang you know so but that mm-hmm. but you could do a couple of these sessions a day as a therapist maybe three or four uh, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I had initiated from this when I was in uh, in SLN at the time and uh, a friend came who who found this substance and uh, and they were asking the people were now studying what what it is mm-hmm. and they asked me if I would like to try that and uh, I said, of course, I would like to try that. But, but <laughs> said, of course. <laughs> and I said, you know, I had no idea. It's like, how, how much should I take? And uh, he said, well, you take like a, a, a cocaine. You know, I don't, I don't do cocaine. So they show me how much, uh, like this, and you put it on a glass, and you change it in two pieces, and then you take like a. Um, uh, dollar, you know, mm-hmm. paint book, oh, and you make like a tune, and you just go into into each of your uh, nostril. You put mm-hmm. down, and then says, and then take some, you know, like uh, in parsley or something, and put you put a little of it, and uh, to the end you get a, a, from a pipe. You you take a salk. Mm-hmm. 
And so I did it, I take the two and like maybe one or two of these uh, from, uh, from the smoke mm-hmm. and I was gone. Uh, <laughs> I, I have, it's never like this, you know, I always, when I would do psychedelic session, mm-hmm. I wanted to lie down and be comfortable and so on. <laughs> this was no question. What happened, I was just holding with the, with the pipe and people told me that I was just like a sculpture there, you know, and nobody just nobody like, uh, uh, <laughs> it was gone. like with a few, few minutes, I was like, you know, what wow. is happening? What is this uh-huh. uh, planet, you know, Stanislav Grof, uh, Australia, or, or <laughs> California, <laughs> whatever. And I was just gone, you know, mm-hmm. and it's this incredible, incredible uh, experience that was. Mm-hmm. You can also and, uh, take less. You can also take less. You can you can read it. I, I put it in the book. I put it in the book uh, when, when the impossible happens. Mm-hmm. When the impossible happens, it's a great book it's, too. It's a lot of good stories in that one. I highly recommend it. It's, okay, uh, it's nice. Anyway. To re- have you read it? No, uh, no. Oh, mm-hmm. you have to read it. Uh, when Unglaubliches passiert in Deutsch, in the, when the okay. impossible happens. It's okay. super great. And, it's, and, it's so much fun. Amazing, amazing. Again, it's very difficult to describe what it is, you know, but it was by far the most powerful experience I have I have ever had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I couldn't say if it was uh, demonic or if it was uh, divine or... Uh, I mean, Both, maybe beyond anything. Everything, and Everything. and then coming down, I <laughs> had the experience that I was dying. To come back but I to was life, not have the, was dying. Usually, people have the feeling they might be dying if they are going into into out, death. If they go I out. was just way beyond death, mm-hmm. and all the way when I was coming, body, I started <laughs> dying. Experience I was dying in my in my uh, body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for some time, uh, I was just sitting, I was now in, in a blissful experience, in a wonderful experience. And I started having uh, a lot of experiences of uh, past lives, mm-hmm. dying in different different uh, countries and you know, different bomb, uh, wars and so on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but it, it, it was not uh, difficult. It was not, it was just a, I was blissful, and this was like getting like out of my out of my body, you know, this dying in in the past, in the previous lifetimes, and so on. And then I came, yeah, I came back, and uh, then I was f- for completely normal, but I was like for about a week in a place where I would love to live. Yeah. <laughs> I was in, I was in yeah, well, uh, in yeah. SLM and we were oh. we were um, terrace mm-hmm. you know uh, on mm-hmm. the ocean and I was uh, working on some on a book editing mm-hmm. and was perfectly able to do it and then it was like sun was coming and I said oh lie down take a little uh, mm-hmm. a, you know a respect and uh, a repeat a respite take and, a little break and, and... I Again, within like minutes, I was just sort of with everything, you know, Oneness once with, with everything. everything. And then opening the eyes and continue working to get it, editing. And, uh, hmm. and then, of course, and then I had to go travel and do workshops and so on. And then, you know, we, we did uh, monies and so on. And uh, then 
sooner or later, of course, came back. I didn't stay with that. But it, since that time, it became much easier to do it in, in, in meditation and things like this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just okay. happen in everyday life, but uh, okay. quite amazing, amazing uh, meditation that was afterwards. But um, I should, before I say that, uh, uh, I then wanted to be interested in how much I got, you know. <laughs> and so I sort of looked about what, what it was on it, and it was like uh, 25 which was a big, big dose, which I would never, never Don't take. Don't do it. Don't repeat this out there. <laughs> you know, Absolutely like not. Five not, or, not to be five, recommended. Five or okay. ten or something. You know, this was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't do that. But it was by far, <laughs> by far the most powerful experience that I've ever mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the, the past lives that you visited? Do you remember who you was, who you were in, in, in these past lives or one or two people? You mean in other one? Well, in general, did yeah. you have any? In general, yeah. If you look at this, uh, the, and, uh, um, when impossible happens, it's also in the book. I have, mm-hmm. I have several mm-hmm. of them. Uh, one very powerful, which was in uh, Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, another powerful was in Egypt. Probably those, those are those are there in. Well, we've seen some of of ours mm-hmm. together. You've seen our. Well, <laughs> you see, forget it. <laughs> we, we have had some together, of course, yeah. But uh, okay, he was very mean in the past, like no. Oh, okay. No, it's a joke. <laughs> no, I cannot imagine that. No, no. So, <laughs> but but I mean, if you, I mean, coming back to the because we also, I think we have to wrap it up very soon. Um, so coming back to the to the now again i mean as as we saw 2020 was already such a big step in the the new psychedelic i mean world or like i mean uh, the th- in, in this third wave that we're experiencing now if you want to call it like that so what would be your biggest advice for people trying to bring this now into the world in a way that it's beneficial for pretty much everybody and not maybe for a specific Silicon Valley um, people who, of course, can create always a situation where they can access these things. Yeah, I see one uh, from two different uh, directions. One, when we were working in uh, in uh, Maryland, you know, in, in uh, mm-hmm. Baltimore, mm-hmm. Uh, they called us and they said, you know, uh, you guys are working, we were the last ones working with psychedelics. Every, everything else, we're, we're not uh, allowed to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so they asked, you know, a lot of the young people are taking it, What tell us what, what you should do with them. You know, they're experts. And we said, yeah, you know, with, uh, if you want to take... Um, take care of it, you know, you create centers uh, all over America and people who want to do it in, uh, in, uh, in the street somewhere, you go and do it decently, decently done. You also would know exactly what substance they're taking, which they don't know in the streets and so on. Mm-hmm. And we would be able, we, we would be uh, 
protect it, and uh, we would get all the information out of it, so we can we can really know much more about psychedelics. Mm-hmm. What's happening now is that uh, everybody f- uh, from uh, a teenager, you know, knows more about uh, psyche and about psychedelics than psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it's true. Uh, Bob Kennedy said the same thing. He said, you, you know, when when they were try, trying to block it, he was he was talking about it, and he said, okay, "This is a reason when when millions of people are taking it that psychiatrists should be working with it." Mm-hmm. What the bizarre that the, the problem, you know, that the last thing that would know would be would be psychologists, psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. So this is I would still said now you know do and uh, do it you know uh, mm-hmm. for people people do it uh, because we know that it's very safe you know if it's done properly mm-hmm. and the other question you know how people what when people what they what they would want to do it Brigitte uh, uh, said that we have the training now mm-hmm. which Mm-hmm. Of course, we, we wait for the for the viruses to give us the permission. Yeah, because we are working on 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 mattresses, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they do it, we, there's a possibility now they would they would uh, go to the training, mm-hmm. and they would be trained to what we call the, the states of uh, the uh, holotropic states of consciousness, mm-hmm. which is the same. That you would use for for uh, doing holotropic breath work, and the same kind of principle you would be using when you start doing uh, psychedelics, and that also people are then learning how to work with spiritual emergency. Mm-hmm. With process. So those are the three Just things. This the with process what I, I told you about the holotropic states of consciousness mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's such a certain category. That uh, that have uh, transformative. Uh, um, you want to say what power? holotropic means? Holotropic. Holotropic, yeah. This is my this is my uh, word, uh, and uh, it's from uh, from Greece. It's uh, holos means whole, mm-hmm. and uh, trapein means to moving in the direction. So if you, for example, say. Uh, Say uh, helo uh, about uh, sun. The about sun. sun. Oh, helio. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. When you're going towards, uh, moving towards the sun. Mm-hmm. So if you have this property uh, that that the um, flowers have, that they come, uh, you know, and, and always follow after after sun. So mm-hmm. holo, holo, trapeze means moving towards wholeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically the idea is uh, that you can be all the way in these kinds of states, you can go to a situation where you become one, the oneness that I talked about, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the different states, you know, different, uh, and some some people come and then sort of fa- faster, you know, in that, in that uh, feeling of, of wholeness and so on, others go s- steps and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but that's the idea. This means mm-hmm. wholeness, wholeness. You know, moving toward wholeness. Very much like the heliotropic. Can, can 
I add something for the sure, sure. Again, I think um, what I already said is very important that the, the therapists or the people who are sitters are very well trained. Mm -hmm. That they, they know these experiences from their own process and they know how to work and support people in these states because this can be very challenging and It mm -hmm. can be very traumatic when you're in the middle of a challenging situation when you are when your your therapist is gets afraid and cannot support you. So that can be very traumatizing and very damaging. And um, the other thing that is very important is that uh, is that uh, the ethical aspect. You know that it's a, a, a safe situation. Ideally, a man and a woman being mm -hmm. the therapist. So that there's always been, you know, uh, you know, in the past uh, histories of sexual molestation and uh, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is very important. That, that people really are totally safe who undertake mm -hmm. that journey in, in these states. That's, mm -hmm. that's very important. I think that's a, that's the most, one of the most important things to pay attention to now that we move into a, a new era of psychedelic therapy, which is probably gonna be there in the next two or three, maybe one or two years. So that, mm -hmm. because I also feel like from my own experience that the safety is like 80% of the experience, like that, that of the experience, but to make it possible to really engage yourself in this. Oh, yeah. And not like, mm -hmm. oh, what's happening here and there? And like, what's the, mm -hmm. who's this person? I never met them. Mm -hmm. So, so um, yeah, but I think we talked like about a lot. And of course, like we could go on for the next two weeks. <laughs> so, anyway, but, sorry, but, I just made sure I can say, you know, this uh, The uh, ideal would be to start with the, with the holotropic breathwork because they yeah. can have the experience. Exactly. And, and mm -hmm. uh, then, then the next, of course, you know, is to have a proper set and setting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't you don't want to do it somewhere in the scare streets. Stair, streets in the middle. Uh, you know. No. Uh, and uh, also to be sure that it's a pure substance. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. And the uh, idea also would be at least to read about something too, that they would not have the kind of situation that we had where we had no idea, you know, no idea what, where, where we are going. Mm. It's still, it will, it will help, you know, it still doesn't sort of completely. No. You will be surprised. It's still different from what you read, but it's good to have a little bit in the background to say, oh, oh, this is what Stan mentioned, I think, when he yeah. said, you know, you really feel like you're dying. Oh my God. Uh -huh, okay. <laughs> you know, so. But I mean, I think these two volumes of the um, Way of the Psychonaut, I mean, I think they, if you really would read this before doing any of these experiences, you have a bigger picture what what actually you might experience. Because if you tell right. somebody, well, you might die, it's like, oh, I'm not going to do this, right? But what it actually means that you meet another person that you really are in this experience. Yes. Well, this means dying. It's a, it's okay, a yeah. rebirth. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. all about, about you know, uh, de de developing and coming to a spiritual, deep spiritual understanding of who you are and what the yeah. world is like. So, exactly. so it's, but that's why it's so important to understand mm -hmm. that there are 
as certain stages of a journey and where the journey is going mm-hmm. to to really understand that and this is all this is really described so well in these books and it's actually mm-hmm. one book in two volumes it's not two books it would just have oh, been okay too okay big. okay so okay. they belong together it's not uh, one no no you need to, this you need to one, read it too it's one book yeah it's very important to understand. and it's also available as an audiobook now in english exactly and we are we are working on getting the audiobook also in the german language so mm-hmm. it's really nice to have to have that as an audiobook uh we're just actually listening ourselves right now to the audiobook it's really it's, it's really a good wonderful thing to do so. it's a good preparation you know, also also i would i should say if you if you would people would like to use the psychonaut for that that there's the holotropic states of consciousness and so on and mm-hmm. uh But it would also be important when people really do it and people would be running sessions and so on to also look at something that would be about the specific substance. Mm-hmm. For example, I have a book which is a, like this, which is LSD psychotherapy mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. LSD. Mm-hmm. And, and if you would be doing psilocybin or you would be doing EMT or whatever, mm-hmm. They used to actually look at something about the, the substance itself. Mm-hmm. This one is general about psychedelics mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, But the different substances, they also have addition, a, additional, a special energy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like what, what, uh, what um, for example, what, uh, what uh, Mark did. You know? Marcus on Mark the DMT did, yeah. book. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was... was Also, they do the book now with they the, the plants. They did a book on the hemp as well. So that's also very interesting. You know, Nachtschattenverlag is an interesting Yeah, yeah we already, we, we're going to put you in do, the, if you do, the link. If you do, do, there is something, for example, about the toad. But if people really want to do it, they, they have to look at the um, toad and jaguar at least, you know. Mm-hmm. So something specifically about the substances. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they're very different. I mean, I'm on my ketamine experience right now, so mm-hmm. <laughs> not now, but like my in my therapy. <laughs> but it's a very different. It's so oh, different yeah. than. It's very different. A, I mean, it's like so. There's <laughs> all these psychedelics are not just. I mean, they're really. Yeah, yeah. It's like totally different characters. I mean, and um, but I mean, especially <laughs> one should say, especially if they're used in therapy. Because if you mm-hmm. just use them, it might be some crazy experience. Mm-hmm. But if, yeah. if you put them in a therapeutical context, which mm-hmm. you did as mm-hmm. the first person, uh, mm-hmm. then it's like um, every character can lead you to mm-hmm. another experience yes. or like another par- part of your personality. Right. Also maybe. Well, that's what we always uh, emphasize. This this set and setting this work with the psychedelic substances to to make it... A positive and healing you really have to go inward you're not going to a party mm-hmm. you're lying down no. close your eyes you have somebody with you to take care of you you may play some music and you want to have a place where you can be loud so if you need to express anything yeah. sounds and so on that this is a safe environment and mm-hmm. you know and uh, you know you have time afterwards to integrate and so on and, to and don't drive afterwards <laughs> i would like to say just something very short yes very, sure. uh, yeah no definitely uh, unhappy about the uh, archetypes so i think the, the way the best to say that i will not go to the you know to the 
details, but uh, for example, one of the things you can imagine a great mother archetype, great mother mm -hmm. archetype, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, there is an archetype which is, which is abstract, um, but out of it can come different great um, mothers of, uh, for example, um, Maria or, or, you know, Kibela or whatever, many mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the, the archetype can, can really express the whole, the whole thing without specific. Mm -hmm. And then they can become out of it concretely mm -hmm. uh, these different mothers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now the the back questions were here. They for for centuries, you know, they they thought about this in philosophies about uh, Plato and these archetypes and so on. Um, and there were two groups. One of them saying uh, this were nominalist. Nominalist. Nomen means name. And so, uh, basically, if you have uh, the mother, you know, archetype mm -hmm. of mother, mm -hmm. they would think that nominalist means there are just names. This is nothing like concrete behind it. If you, if uh, the idea would be, if you are nominalist, you say that what it is, the great mother archetype, is an exception, is an extraction of all the mothers that you know mm -hmm. that you have seen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an abstraction. Abstraction. An abstraction. Whereas the others are realist, which is mm -hmm. not a great name, realist. Mm -hmm. But it means, no, there is actually a realm in which there is the great mother archetype mm -hmm. actually exists there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's like an energy, an energy that is there. Which is exactly what we have, that when we have past life experiences, mm -hmm. you can become a uh, you know, great mother archetype. Mm -hmm. and you can specifically from some other cultures you can have Kali or you can be mm -hmm. Ragna from from uh, Bali and so on mm -hmm. so wow, we're I mean... fighting fighting in in uh, um, about this you know for centuries and uh, then in in uh, science of course it goes in the direction of the nominalist this can it's not something like like the great mother archetype you know it's just about abstractions and so on mm -hmm. but what mm -hmm. is happening more and more now with uh, with Jung came and then it's now happening with with psychedelics no they actually uh, this uh, there are mothers that we can experience there's a there is a realm in which these exist not materially mm -hmm. but they Mm -hmm. They exist tangi tangible enough, you know. So anyway, I just wanted to say something about that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like we but could, the, I mean, like, like I said, it's like almost impossible to stop. We have to know, but it's just, there's so many things that are, are rediscovered now that people obviously seem to need for their mental health. So that have not been around for 40 years. So it's kind of a very like endless topic in the, in the end, I think. But thank you so much for, for doing this. It was a great, I mean, it's an honor to have you on this thing. And I mean, I was the two of you, because I think it's great that you kind of collaborate and bring this also now into the now, like into the, um, the next years. So, um, and of course we will mention the books again and like 
put them in the show notes and the whole book thing. Okay. And we talk about this. Oh, you want to say something else about me? Sure. What, what do you want to <laughs> What do you want to say about me? Say, well, say it. Well, um, said uh, Brigitte is uh, it's my uh, wife. Um, kind of, of almost uh, five years, but we have known each other for. Ever. Forever. Many lifetimes. Some of us from, from the mud. Since mud. Since, <laughs> Since mud. But we, we uh, connected in, in uh, Switzerland and then you came to, to uh, SLN. Mm -hmm. You were there for a year and actually working with us with the Holotropic Breathwork. Uh, for Tam, when there was no uh, specific uh, training, mm -hmm. and then of course since that time, you have really working uh, in, in allotropic uh, breathwork mm -hmm. sessions all the time. You know. mm -hmm. And now since since the time, then we uh, got married. We traveled together all over the world. We were in China together doing allotropic breathwork. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. We were in uh, in. Uh, Argentina, we were in uh, Chile, Chile, uh, Peru, and, uh, Peru uh, at, at our SLN at SLN. Yeah, from from uh, Czech Republic, of course, and, uh, Sweden, uh, France, <laughs> France. So the whole Paris, world. Yeah. Wow. Ecuador, almost, Ecuador, almost. many many places. So. Um, She's, she's a very, very special person, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she if, you, is. if you read that, if you read about uh, about uh, the film, you know, there's mm -hmm. quite a few. You can see her already way back in. Yeah, yeah in I saw her. And, and, I yeah, saw her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's young, still young. <laughs> you look the same. So, you look exactly so the anyway, same. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so now when, uh, when I have... Uh, Now the problem with uh, with speech and so on, and it's wonderful to have her around because she knows everything uh, about me. And uh, mm -hmm. so if there's a word that's that's missing, or uh, she would sort of uh, help with it very much. That's great. I mean, I'm happy we could do this because I think it's um, it's really like a. I mean. Besides that, it's an honor to do this. It's I'm, I'm I'm very happy that we have you as one of the most important people when this whole thing started. I mean, like you said or said earlier, there's nobody there anymore who really witnessed all these important developments. So that's a, it's a great great pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for it's having a, us. You're, of you're course, wonderful. I mean, thank you for do, thank you for doing this. Great. Of course. I'm I'm happy we, we could figure it out. So um, have a great afternoon. And it's here it's dark already in Berlin, as always at four o'clock. <laughs> And uh, talk to you soon. Have a great still of the rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you so yeah? much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.